1: Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the wonderful Brooke Destra. We have plenty of Flyers chatter for you uh, as the offseason picks up and as the Flyers don't do a whole lot. Um, But they still could do some things, uh, and there's still plenty to discuss, uh, whether they're doing things or not in free agency and whatnot. Uh, Brooke Destra, as we know and as fans know well, uh, the Flyers have not signed anyone really in free agency other than a depth defenseman Derek Pouliot is a guy that uh, they signed uh, over the weekend and uh, there's a very good chance he will be in Lehigh Valley with Phantom. so it's not like a guy that's going to impact their roster okay. right away or in large means but the Flyers have not done a whole lot in free agency we kind of expected them to not do a ton but I think some people were hoping they would at least go out and get a guy um, to fill some of their holes would you like to see them be more active right now in free agency? Or are you okay with kind of what Chuck Fletcher's doing?
0: I mean, you kind of already hit on it. The fact that you said the, who they did pick up has a very good chance of being in Lehigh Valley. He doesn't have a very good chance. He just locked up his position <laughs> in Lehigh Valley with the Phantoms for next season. So, I again, not really sure what that addition was going to do by any means. kind of threw me off guard because people were waiting for Fletcher to make a single move. And then that happened and everyone just kind of sat back and was like, really, that's Mm -hmm. it. That's all we're doing this weekend. All right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, like you said, and like Fletcher has noted time and time again, we expected them to not do much. I expected them to do something. Yeah, that, that can be validated because that one little depth signing did nothing for me. And I don't think it did a lot for the team or fans. So we're in a lose-lose-lose situation right now.
1: Yeah, and I, like, I understand both sides um, of the frustration for fans and also fans saying, hey, like, this is fine. Don't get panicked about then not doing anything. Um, I understand that, you know, the Flyers just lost Matt Niskanen to retirement, and fans are expecting that, that hole to be replaced. And when you don't do anything yet, and you think you can maybe just replace it by committee in-house, um, I really think if things if, – if they stay with what they're going with right now in terms of who they have on defense right now, and they don't go out and they don't get anyone via trade or free agency, the second it goes awry a little bit, And next season on the back end, uh, fans are really not going to be happy that this was kind of unaddressed. Um, I'm not saying it will stay unaddressed. It it could be addressed later on. But Matt Niskanen was an all-situation defenseman, a guy that was a fixture on your power play, a fixture on the penalty kill. He improved them insanely at 5-on-5. He's a Stanley Cup champion. He turned around your uh, main defenseman, Ivan Provarov. He was a top pair of guy. Like, that's a, that's a hole. And right now, it has not been filled whatsoever. So, I understand fans' frustration. But at the same time, going in, Chuck Fletcher said he does not expect him to be a major player in free agency over the next couple of years. He knew that. Uh, he knew Matt Niskanen was going to retire the day after the season. So, he said that knowing that. Um, and then at the same time, there's a flat cap. And he knows he values cap space because they're going to need it uh, down the line. It's an interesting situation. The Flyers were entering a pretty interesting, fascinating all season, given that, you know, they're, they're looking like they need to take the next step, and how are they going to do it? And, uh, they don't acquire anyone, Brooke. Is that a little worrisome?
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because now that we know what this team is capable of at the bare minimum, given the crazy circumstances of this year – expectations are going to be higher for them. The bar is going to be raised moving forward into next season. Whenever that does occur, the tentative start date is going to be new year's January 1st, 2021, but it's a very fluid situation right now. If they regress by any means, people are going to immediately fall back into old habits and doubting everything with this organization. And having a decade prior to this of mediocrity, I do understand it. I do. But I hope for the Flyers' sake that they do something. Like, ugh, like I again, I really just don't think they're going to go out and get Alex Petrangelo. <laughs> That's not why they're not doing any signings right now as much as I want it to be the truth. It's not. <laughs> because... It's, ugh, it's just very unrealistic, and there are other teams that, that are courting him a lot better than what the Flyers are even doing. I, obviously, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but oh, if, they, if they regress, yeah. oh, my God, Lord help me.
1: Yeah, and I think what doubles the frustration for the fans, and rightfully so, is that when Matt Niskanen retired, not only did it obviously take away or create a major hole – Um, on the roster, but also it opened up 5.75 million in cap space. So you're thinking, well, Hey, we lost Matt Niskanen, but we have some cap space um, now a little more flexibility to maybe go out and do something and nothing has happened. Uh, So I understand fans. It's it's a, it's a fun time too, for fans. You like to see, you like to see signings. You like to see uh, acquisitions. You get excited about that. And when you're, when you're seeing other teams do it, and then your team's just kind of standing pat, um, I get it, but I do think the Flyers have a good team, Brooke, and I do, think, I do think Chuck Fletcher has earned some trust. I think he should have the trust of Flyers fans right now. Without a we doubt. Look at, yeah, if we look at what he did last season to really turn around this team, we know the turnaround. The Flyers had 82 points in 2018-19. They finished with 89 this season, uh, despite playing 13 fewer games. And a lot of that goes to Chuck Fletcher and what he did in terms of hiring a totally new staff, an experienced head coach, adding Tyler Pitlick, Justin Braun, Matt Niskan, and Kevin Hayes. And he he did all of that pretty strategically via trade, um, obviously then via signing Kevin Hayes after acquiring his rights. He did some really good work. So I think he's earned the right to have a little bit of trust from the fans right now. But at the same time, I do understand the frustrations of the fans. Uh, Brooke, you hit it right there, that, you are a little worried that they could regress and then it could get ugly in terms of why didn't, he, why didn't the Flyers act in the offseason? So.
0: Right. I mean, listen, I do trust Fletcher because like you just hit the nail on the head, he was able to take this shell of a team in one offseason and really turn them into a contender within a year. And that's something that you have to commend any GM for There's just always that fear of concern, though, moving forward, that, okay, was it a fluke? Did it just, was it, like, beginner's luck almost? And a lot of me thinks that that is not the case. You know how poised and collected Chuck Fletcher's mind is. It's insane how organized he is with the amount of, um... Calls and conversations and contacts that he has across the league in building teams, and he's always willing. He said if somebody is out there that can add to this team, Mm -hmm. he's not going to sit back and let them pass. If he thinks that somebody is going to be a strong addition, he's already noted time and time again that he will bring them to Philly. So we just kind of have to believe in the fact that maybe – nothing is right right now the cards aren't falling they're not in our favor and it's not a bad thing because like you said we do have a good team it's just is there any way or possibility to make it better
1: perfectly put at nissan we just made your choice for a new car an easier one than ever with our most exciting and fuel efficient lineup the choice is yours now get a great offers across our full line Shop at your local Nissan store today at NissanUSA.com. Yeah, Brooke, and I think um, something important to remember, too, is how Chuck Fletcher and when Chuck Fletcher improved last year's team. He actually didn't do it on July 1 of free agency. He was actually very quiet that day. He made a ton of AHL-type of depth signings. What he did was he really improved the team in June at a time that it wasn't as anticipated for him to do it um, and he did that by acquiring Kevin, Wright, or Kevin Hayes' rights uh, and then signing him. That happened all in June. He acquired Tyler Pitlick. Uh, that was via trade. He acquired Justin Braun via trade um, and Matt Niskanen via trade. Uh, that was in June, uh, which led to a very quiet July 1. So maybe Chuck Fletcher is saying, hey, listen, I don't have to improve the team right here and now over the first two to three days of free agency. Maybe he's got some things cooking. He's got some things working that he can pull off via trade later on or some signings later on. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But he did speak to the media over the weekend addressing a number of questions. Let's get into those bites. Here is General Manager Chuck Fletcher speaking to the media over the weekend on Saturday.
0: You, you know, we're deep. Uh, we have a lot of good players. And, a- again, if the right player <laughs> – I keep repeating myself, but – it. You know, cap space is so valuable. If we can get the right player at the right price, we'll absolutely look at improving our team. Making a big splash does not mean, you know, doesn't necessarily mean you make your team better. There, there's a lot of uh, a lot of things at play from a flat cap for the next two to three years to an expansion draft to having to re-sign your own restricted free agents over the next few seasons. So, you know, there's a lot at play and. Certainly, we're, we're always looking to make our team better. And if we can, we will. But we have a very good team right now.
1: That was Flyers General Manager Chuck Fletcher speaking over the weekend about free agency. As we heard, he is pretty bullish on what the Flyers have in-house. He likes their team. Um, he said they're not going to chase anything in free agency. They value cap space right now, obviously in this flat cap world that the NHL is living. Uh, so I don't think he was going to go out there and feel pressure to do something just to do it. He's going to do it if it makes the Flyers better, but he's not going to be in a rush to uh, make maybe rash decisions. So given how high Fletcher is, obviously on what the Flyers have in-house right now, especially down low in their depth among their prospects and guys that could take major strides, we're going to look in at some of these in-house options at each position. So let's start off with center. Brooke Descher, who is an in-house guy that you kind of like at center that maybe could fill the three C or some depth roles at center?
0: Sure. So, something that wasn't really touched on in the clip that we just had of Fletcher, but he did talk about it on Saturday was the status of Nolan Patrick. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of hope and optimism for him next season. Obviously we're not going to know until he's back in Philly. He meets with our the flyers medical staff, but he's expected to come to training camp. He's expected to come to the team. He's been skating and playing in scrimmages Um, the past few weeks, and that's all good and promising things. So while I hope that we do have Patrick to start off next year, whenever it may be, we do need to have a backup because, again, we thought we were going to have him the beginning of last season, and he didn't dress for a single game. So, again, I hope that everything is going okay with him and his health-wise – health concerns and everything, because that is clearly far more important before he does play another game. Mm-hmm. But I spent a lot of time in the previous season watching Connor Bunneman. And he is somebody who has the potential to be more than a depth player. I think something that we touch on a lot is, how Nicholas Albe Kubel also possesses that if he really hones in on his talents and abilities, he could be a top six player. I don't see Bunneman jumping to that top six, but because he has that talent, it would really elevate the bottom of this roster. And one of my favorite things about him is that he has the ability to be a playmaker and make game changing decisions and, can kind of be that Swiss Army knife on the ice in terms of doing whatever is needed to be done to get on the board, to take control of the puck, to change the momentum of the game. And I feel like he's somebody... Yeah, he did get a few chances this year, but, I mean, Chuck is stressing that he likes his in-house options. So maybe Bunneman will have a really significant time this year with the Flyers instead of the Phantoms, the Phantoms. And I think Frost is always an option, but I think that Bunneman is going to be able to transition to the NHL faster than Frost is. So that's why I'm leaning toward him. But yeah, he plays a really great physical game and like I said, he, he can change it on an impact on one single movement. So Going with Connor Bunneman. That
1: that is a guy, like you said, that maybe fits the bottom six center, bottom six role a little more than Morgan Frost right now, uh, just because Bunneman is big. He has size. Um, ha- kind of knows those responsibilities. Where, as we know, Morgan Frost is a guy with, you know, top six uh, talent in his uh, arsenal, but uh, still kind of figuring it out in terms of strength and how to play the right way if he's in a bottom six role. So.
0: And you're not yeah. going to limit Frost either. If you, you know that he should have top six time. Yeah. And I think that that's something that Benio commented on a lot when we were shifting through rookies throughout the year, that if they're going to have more time playing in Lehigh Valley, why would we keep them with the Flyers? And I think that that's a really important thing to note as well because you're not going to grow, you're not going to learn playing seven, eight minutes a game when you can be getting top-line minutes in the AHL. So I think that's also something to touch on with Frost's game specifically, because I feel like a lot of people keep expecting to see him with the Flyers, and I don't think it's the direction it's going in for next year, personally. But I could be wrong.
1: No, for sure. And I think we both expect to see Connor Bunman um, up with the Flyers at some point in the season. Uh, obviously, he started with the Flyers uh, last season. So, um, and yeah, for me, I just think I know it's maybe kind of stating the obvious, but Nolan Patrick, I just think can be such a make-or-break guy. Not to put, you know, an insane amount of pressure on the kid. I know he's trying to come back from a migraine disorder that kept him out all of last season. But he is such a make-or-break guy because, you know, if he comes back and returns, you know, if he, you know, if he can return to the Flyers, he's in the lineup and he's looking kind of like himself. Um, all of a sudden, you're, no one is thinking about 3C. No one is thinking about what they didn't do in the offseason at center. Um, in fact, that's really what, if Nolan Patrick returns, that's what the Flyers really had envisioned when they went out to get Kevin Hayes originally, was that they would have three big 200-foot centers, guys that win faceoffs, play the right way, play in all three zones. Um, when they, I think that's what they envisioned. That is what they envisioned when they were going out to get Kevin Hayes was that they would have Kevin Hayes, Sean Couturier, and Nolan Patrick, boom, right down the middle. Um, if he's, if Nolan Patrick's okay and ready to go and he can play, uh, Thank and all goodness. Time, yeah, they, they, <laughs> they, they, they look fine at center. They really don't look like they have any issues. But that is a big if. It's a huge if. Nolan Patrick, um, come, I think, next training camp, it will be, I believe, close to two or over two years since he last played an NHL game. And he's coming off a very, very precarious type of um, ailment, obviously a migraine disorder that it's tough to predict. Um, it's not just a physical injury that you, um, you, you know you overcome and you know when it's completely healed. We're hoping for the best for him. We hope he's doing okay, and it sounds like he is. It sounds like he's progressing like you said, Brooke, but that is a huge if. It's a huge if to rely on, hey, we got Nolan Patrick, and he's going to be great next year. You can't say that. You can't maybe fully rely on that. But to me, Nolan Patrick is an in-house guy that uh, really can totally – change the complexion of the Flyers' offseason and their their season next year in 2020-21. And, of course, Frost is a guy I am absolutely keeping an eye on. Obviously, we know his playmaking ability and what he can do. Um, If he can take some serious strides and be consistent at the NHL level, he could also slot right into that 3C role and really give them a jolt of offense down the middle and really provide that depth. But we shall see. Nolan Patrick, though, a guy I'm looking for. But let's shift our focus to defensemen. Rook, you I know really would like to see them sign a guy because you know with Matt Niskanen's void um, hit on that for me and also maybe an in house guy you're kind of looking to to maybe step up and fill some of those responsibilities.
0: Oy, <laughs> <laughs> I perfectly put. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> we should just end the podcast right there, Wait. right now. <laughs> Oy, Finn, done. <laughs> yes. Um, no, it's so. Difficult to be able to put any kind of expectations on any Flyers prospect or anyone in the AHL right now, expecting them to come up. Slot, obviously, they'd probably be a bottom pair defenseman to start things off. No one's going to be able to fill the skates of Matt Niskanen and everything that he did for this team last season. So while they do have options to call up, and fill the spot are they going to deliver though that's That's where my biggest point of concern is I wasn't that high on re-signing Justin Braun either I didn't really think that it was necessary especially when it was at a time where we thought Matt Niskanen was coming back that changed very drastically, and as soon as that news came out that he was retiring, the news came out about Braun resigning almost immediately. So, mm, it's mm, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> it's that's this is what's going through my uh, brain. It's like short circuiting because I'm trying to think of basically anyone who could even in the smallest amount contribute to the way that Niskanen did. And truth be told, I don't. Yeah. That's why I think that I don't need the flyers to go out and make a slash blockbuster acquisition before the start of next season, but they have to do something because mm-hmm. otherwise I feel like it's settling for, okay, we have what we have and we'll figure it out in terms of forwards I think that they'll be perfectly fine when it comes to defensemen. You're not just rolling top pairs anymore. If you want to be a contending team, if you want to be somebody who goes out every single night, every single game with the already intention of coming out with a win, coming out with two points, you're rolling six strong defenders and I really don't think anyone in the organization right now is going to significantly fill that gap. Um, will we see Mark Friedman? Probably.
1: Yeah. That's, no, that's,
0: that's, <laughs> that's what I got. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was tremendous. No, and tremendous and completely fair. M- my gut tells me Chuck Fletcher will do something uh, in this offseason to acquire a defenseman. I just don't think he will let a top pair guy like Matt Niskanen obviously walk away and then not fill that, that responsibility at all in the offseason. I just don't – I think he knows the ramifications um, of losing Matt Niskanen and not doing anything. You can like all you have in-house, all you want. Um, but at the same time, like you were saying, Brooke, is there a guy that can really step in and kind of fill those responsibilities do you even have the personnel to do it by committee? Um, I'm not sure. Like, we know what Matt Niskanen do. I'll, I'll rip it off right now. Matt Niskanen was second on the Flyers in minutes per game. He was second in shorthand in minutes per game. He was tied for second in block shots. He was third in hits, third in plus minus. He was fifth in assists, and he was seventh in power play time on ice. The, the guy did everything. Not only yeah. that, he obviously sparked Ivan Prokhov's turnaround season. So – um My gut tells me Chuck Fletcher will recognize that, and he's going to do something, whether it's via trade or via free agent signing. Um, He will do something. I think he He has has to. to. You have to have an insurance policy there. I just don't think you can go in and say, well, you know what? We lose that guy, and we're going to fill it in-house. But two guys that I'm kind of looking at, Mark Freeman and Shane Gossespierre. Shane Gossespierre with Niskanen's absence. Uh, If the Flyers don't go out and do anything, you're assuming Shane Gossespierre is going to be a top four defenseman. Because you know your third pair is Robert Haig and Justin Braun. And without Niskanen, Shane pair has to step in and be either a second pair or top pair guy. Chuck Fletcher said he knows Shane Gossespierre has been a top four defenseman in his career. But that's a big if. Can he return to that form? Can he take on those roles and those responsibilities? And return, even just be a guy that can maybe be in the 40, 50-point range, 30-point range. Uh, We know he scored 65 points in 2017-18 playing next to Ivan route, but that was some time ago. We'll see. And then Mark Freeman, again, really like Mark Freeman. Uh, Chuck Fletcher said if there's one player that has improved the most since Chuck Fletcher came on board with the Flyers, it's actually Mark Freeman, which I thought that was pretty cool to hear. Uh, But at the same time, it's Mark Freeman and Matt Niskan. There's a gap there. There's an undeniable gap there. We like Mark Freeman as a player, but – uh, you're not going to ask him to come in and all of a sudden make a t- that significant jump. Amen. So, right. So yes, um, <laughs> yeah, I am with you, Brooke. I, I I do think they should do something. They have to do something. And I, and I think Chuck Fletcher will, I just don't think he's going to ignore that fully. Um, and totally trust the defenseman. He, the defenseman he has in house. So we'll right. And if
0: right. And if you're willing to basically roll the dice and see, yeah, Shane Gossespear two seasons ago had a great three seasons ago now had a fantastic season with Ivan Provorov next season was the exact opposite and it didn't only hinder Gossespear's game it hindered Provorov's game and I know that from the time that that has decreased substantially times have changed Provorov kind of came back and stabilized his game his expectations as a player performance almost 98% of the time you know what you're going to get from him
1: mm-hmm.
0: you still don't know what you're going to get from Gasper ever you, <laughs> really yeah. ever it's a it's a huge if it's it's a huge risk i mean sure if it's a high risk and a high reward everyone'll act like nothing nothing ever happened. Like, sure. Great, whatever. And that's kind of how we touched on if Nolan Patrick comes back because it solidifies the center. If bear yeah. comes back and is a top four defender, great. Let's friggin' do it. Let's yeah. go. I don't think that's going to happen.
1: Yeah. I think Fletcher's going to have to, he's going to look at it. I think if you see someone that's at the right price or the right um, trade value, that player has to be better than Shane Gossespierre, right? You got to think he's, he's more affordable and probably better than 27-year-old Shane Gossespierre because you're not going to get a guy that's not better than Shane because uh, that's not really improving. You have Shane in-house. So I think that defenseman that they get is going to have to be more dependable or better than Shane Gossespierre and take on more, more responsibility than probably Shane Gossespierre would via PK. Um, probably not power play because Gossespierre obviously can run a power play. But – um yeah, you got to fill Matt Niskanen's 5-on-5 five five and PK responsibilities, and we'll have to see. We'll, we'll see if they go out and get that. Um, but right now, I think Flyers fans are just kind of waiting, and, and uh, they're going to have to wait a little bit more, I think. Uh, but let's go to our final position, Brooke. Um, a position that Chuck Fletcher thinks they're pretty deep at, and that's Winger. He likes their depth there. He obviously let Tyler Pitlick go to the Coyotes. Um, in-house guys at Winger, who were you kind of looking for to take that big jump?
0: I am rooting for Carson Twierensky. Okay. Because leading into last season, I was so excited watching him in training camp. And I watched him the whole whole previous season Mm -hmm. with the Phantoms because I was up there very frequently watching the prospects. And I – Just think that he is a fearless player. And that's something that I've noted time and time again. That excites me. When you know what you want, you go after it and you fight. Because nobody really expected him at all to even crack the roster last year. And then you have him traveling with the team for the season opener in Prague. Mm -hmm. He's the clear definition of somebody who works hard to get what they want. And while there were times where it did fall off last year, he did eventually get sent down to Lehigh Valley and he slumped, he plateaued. He had such a difficult time ever finding his game and stride again, but that's something that's not abnormal. When you get that high of finally making your NHL debut, you, especially though, first roster of the season. It's like, all right, I made it. I'm here. Let's do it. And you get frustrated with yourself and your performance and not being able to contribute as much. You get sent down to the phantoms, and you're kicking yourself every night. And it was so difficult for him to ever be able to pick himself back up and be like, all right, let me, you know, suck it up. Let me get my crap together mm-hmm. in case they need me in the future. I think that that's something that probably frustrated the hell out of him. And I expect him fully to come back into this training camp and be like, that's still my spot.
1: Yeah, I think he's, like you said, he is a very motivated, you hit that right on, he's a motivated kid. Uh, It's a kid you like to kind of root for and talk to because, uh, yeah, very driven, definitely has a chip on his shoulder. And uh, he took that into last camp broke as you remember I stated and really jumped and seized that role and I we think were all
0: are- so impressed yeah like i we were all we were all watching a training camp and we were like all of our eyes were locked on Torinsky because we were so surprised it was really him and farabee that i watched the most yeah. last year and that was with the entire camp it wasn't just development camp it wasn't yeah. rookie camp it was training camp yeah and I had my eyes locked on Farabee and Torinsky that entire time yep. because they made themselves stand out. And I really think that Torinsky has the ability to be able to do that
1: again. I yep. do. I love it. And yeah, you remember him in those preseason games. He was playing limited minutes and he found the way to stand out, found a way to score like greasy goals and do exactly what you want in your bottom six. And that kid won a job. And I think he's going to be, like you said, right there in the mix. In fact, Chuck Fletcher, when he was asked about Tyler Pitlick going to the Coyotes uh, over the weekend, he said, we had some conversations with Tyler's aging and we were, you know, interested, but at the end of the day, we really need to kind of allow our younger players in our organization to kind of jump on opportunity. Eventually you, you need to give them opportunity. He went on to list, 11 players, 11 players off the top of his head that he's kind of looking at to, you know, seize roles, seize opportunity. Carson he was one of them. And the first one he mentioned was sort of an obvious guy, but a guy that's really going to be looked at to take a jump. And that's Nicholas Albe Kubel, mm-hmm. who I think is a very similar player to Tyler Pitlick. North South guy, bottom six guy, effort for checking um, that you want to see night in and night out, play hard and play that style. That was kind of what Pitlick provided. And I think they're really going to be looking at Albe Kubel to jump on his responsibilities play PK, maybe play a little power play again, um, and really provide bottom six scoring, bottom six effort. Um, and this will be his first full season. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how he responds to that. He came up in mid-December last season, really took the bull by the horns, gave them no reason to send him back to Lehigh Valley, uh, and looked really good, got a new deal this season, And I think he's going to be one of the biggest names the Flyers are looking at for winger depth and really to say, be our Tyler Pitlick. Be our next Tyler Pitlick at a younger, more affordable clip. Um, so I'm going to look at Nicholas Albe Kubel.
0: It's funny that you even mentioned him because my brain automatically went to him already being a lock.
1: Yeah, for no, next and it's year. There. Yeah, it's so, not even a guy that's kind of under the radar anymore, right?
0: Right. Um, like I just all. fully, I fully expect him to be, like you said, have a full season. Obviously, it's probably not going to be 82 games, but yeah. He will be there start to finish. Yep. And I fully believe that. And I'm excited to see the kind of energy that he's going to bring and the stabilization that he can contribute to the bottom six as well. Absolutely. Flyers Talk is presented by Wells Fargo. When our communities need us, Wells Fargo is here to help.
1: Brooke, as we know, there are obviously still some names out there. Of course, on the free agent market, and obviously on the trade market, is there any trade or free agent target, any name that maybe comes to mind for you that you think they could pursue or you would maybe like them to pursue? Ugh, I,
0: <laughs> I honestly, that's, that's my, I'm sorry. That's my knee jerk reaction right now. When I'm thinking about free agency, sure. because
1: <laughs> that's fair, especially now that some names that have really gone off the board, obviously for free agents. Um, you know, there's not as much left out there on that market.
0: Yeah, so it's definitely being limited. And I think something that we've also touched on a lot is that even though they weren't doing a lot in free agency, who's to say that they're not going to make any moves trade wise? Um, really, the only other defenseman, besides Petrangelo, is um, Eric Gasoff. I can never say his name. I'm so sorry. No, it's not- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hockey names. Hockey. Don't worry about Hockey.
0: it. Hockey. <laughs> Hockey. Basically, if I don't say the name 30 times a day, it's – it's, it was butchered, and yeah. I am aware. Yeah. Um, But another, another Flames defender and somebody – well, former Flames – and somebody who is able to contribute offensively to the blue line, which is something that, again, works – pretty well in Philly when it's utilized correctly. Um, averaged a little over uh, 20 minutes time on ice last year, six goals, 23 assists. Seems like it could be a solid addition. Sure. Um, again, don't really see. Mm, I don't know. I think, I think Fletcher's going to do some trading. I don't, because even while I'm saying this, it's like it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. But who yeah. knows? Who the heck knows, Jordan Hall? We know nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. No, uh, I'm glad you brought up trades. I think that could be the route they take. Um, if they're going to fill a hole here. I think Chuck Fletcher, we saw him do it last offseason. The trade route was a lot more attractive to him than the free agent route. Um, And and a guy, yeah, a guy I'm thinking is a trade candidate. Maybe Matt Dumba from the Wild. Um, The only reason I think that – I see some connections there. He was actually drafted in Minnesota by Brent Flair and Chuck Fletcher. So Fletcher and and Brent Flair drafted him. Um, So, obviously, they really liked him. They scouted him. They know about him as a person, as a player. uh, And they drafted him in the first round. Um, He's only 26. He's a righty shot. So we know how important they – they are looking kind of at ready shots. Um, so a lot to like there. There are some challenges uh, with, uh, with his cap hit. He, he has a $6 million cap hit. So obviously taking that on would be a lot. Um, but I just see the connections. I see the connections there. Young guy that's not going to block them down the road. Uh, it would take some pieces to pull off. But I just see the connections of Matt Dumba. Drafted by the Wild. Drafted by the guys that are running this front office now. Young kid, righty shot, ton of potential still, and he's been productive too in his career, early on in his career. So keep an eye on Matt Dumba, uh, a guy that I know, I believe the Wild are looking to move or have shopped a little bit too. So some connections there, but we'll have to see, like you said, Brooke Desher, whether they do the free agent market or the trade route, they have avenues to take. Will Chuck Fletcher take them? We will have to wait and see. But Brooke Desher, oh, thank you as like always. It's like going
0: to commercial break. It's exactly. like, we'll, do, we'll find out after this commercial break. It's-
1: <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. we'll keep our eyes we will keep our eyes peeled for sure we will keep our eyes peeled and we'll have plenty more to talk and hey maybe next time we uh, reconvene brooke we'll have a an acquisition something to talk about.
0: spicy to talk about yes because we pulled a whole lot of something out of nothing today we sure didn't we, did. we sure <laughs>
1: did. brooke desher thank you as always love talking to you and we'll have more to talk about on our next flyers talk podcast A special thank you to Ben Barry, our podcast producer. I am Jordan Hall, and this is the latest Flyers Talk podcast. Flyers fans, wherever you get your podcast, please rate and subscribe, and we cannot wait to talk to you next time.